Hi, this is Monica Reinagel, and we have a very special edition of the Nutrition Diva podcast for you today. My friend Richie Freeman is the host of the Modern Manners Guy podcast, and he's joining me today to talk about the etiquette involved when people have special dietary needs. Hi, Richie, and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So this is a time of year when a lot of us are entertaining more and also going to a lot of parties at other people's houses. So how should guests let their hosts know about their dietary restrictions, especially if they're going to a sit-down dinner? Whenever you have a dietary concern or issue that's going to affect your meal or how you enjoy your time, I always tell people to tell the host or hostess ahead of time. Trust me, the host or hostess wants nothing more than for you to enjoy the experience on every level possible. And if there's something getting in the way, let them know. As well, especially for other people around, when you sit down and they see that you don't even touch a thing, an appetizer or a meal, you know, that might come off a little rude to them. And it's always best to drop an email, give them a call. And this way, you're simply letting them know your situation and everybody's on equal playing field. Well, from an etiquette point of view, which is your specialty, is there a difference between a medically necessary restriction, such as someone with celiac disease who needs to avoid gluten, and maybe another kind of dietary choice, such as an ethical decision to avoid animal products? That's a very good question. I can understand why some people would have an issue kind of balancing the etiquette of, of dealing with this issue. And If you can't eat something because you, know, you suffer from celiac disease and you need to avoid gluten in order to stay healthy... You should not feel bad about avoiding the tasty wheat-filled cake. I mean, no one's going to expect <laughs> you to eat that based off your, your situation. And this is not your fault. The host cannot be annoyed by this in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing wrong with you having issues that you have to bring to the table, and you can't eat the food because of that. Uh, the same thing goes for not wanting to eat something just because of a personal preference like red meat versus white meat. The bottom line, if you don't want to eat something you normally don't eat for whatever reason, You don't have to at a dinner party. I mean, I would never be mad at a vegetarian for not wanting to try my bacon burgers. I mean, that's (laughs) incredibly insensitive. I mean, however, the rudeness issue happens if a guest shuns a plate completely based off of the cooking ingredients or the cooking style like, oh, I never eat that kind of brand food or I only like organic, things like that. That's being rude. Bottom line is if you have a special diet, always, always say something to the host ahead of time. Again, if you want to do it in private, do an email or a phone call. And if you don't eat red meat, let them know. I'm sure they'll have other kind of substitutes for you. If you're celiac, that is majorly important and they definitely need to know. As in someone with a peanut allergy, always speak up. Communication is key. You won't be kicked out, I promise you. (laughs) Well, so should guests that have these dietary restrictions or, or even just preferences, should they offer to bring their own food? I mean, what if they're staying overnight? And here's another thing. If you're going to bring your own gluten-free crackers or a tofu burgers or whatever it is, do you need to bring enough to share with everyone? You know, I love this question. <laughs> this is something that many people stress about. And I always recommend bringing food for yourself if you like. I have a friend who's a competitive athlete. And when he has a match coming up and he's invited to a dinner party or a barbecue or just a friend's house, he brings his own meals. You know, yes, he feels a little weird about it, walking with a cooler of his own stuff, but his diet requires that, and his diet is intense, and he doesn't want to burden anybody by saying, look, you know, I I can only eat lean chicken breast with this kind of seasoning and things like that. At the end of the day, 
it's your company that people care about and that they want you to be there. It's not necessarily whether or not you like certain foods. And that's what's most important is your company. You know, by bringing your own food, you show the host the kind of things that you eat. You're introducing it to them. And it becomes an ongoing kind of dinner party conversation. You can incorporate that into other menus too and let people know, look, this is what I do and this is why I eat this way. Well, you bring up a good point because, you know, it's hard to bring your own food without drawing attention to that. And, you know, I know from experience that nutrition is one of those fields where there are a lot of strong opinions and often conflicting opinions. So personally, I don't want to spend a dinner party defending my dietary choices. So what's the best way to fend off unwelcome advice or opinions from others about our dietary choices without souring the mood? You don't want to turn a dinner party into an argument or a debate. When someone is giving you a hard time about what you do or do not eat, which I may add is incredibly unmannerly to even question somebody's beliefs on what they eat in their diet, the best thing is to really divert the discussion. You know, you got to be a little creative and kind of work on your feet a little bit. It's not always easy, but it can be done. You know, for example, let's say a fellow guest keeps asking you why you don't eat red meat. The worst thing you can do is get really defensive about it, you know, kind of put a spotlight on you even more and draw more attention to yourself. Instead, flip the tables. You know, try something like, well, even though I don't eat red meat, how do you usually prepare your meat? You know, I love to grill, so do you like to grill too? And bring it up that. You know, do you prefer a gas grill over a charcoal grill? And now two different parties are essentially talking about something they have in common. And it's kind of taken the conversation away from an uncomfortable zone. And now you've kind of curbed their rudeness without having to really say, look, you're being rude. And you also don't have to go about defending yourself. That's great advice. So uh, what if we have kids who are really picky eaters? I mean, if the whole family is invited for a meal, should the parents bring foods that they know the kids will eat? Do you need to discuss this with the hosts ahead of time? Or do you need to tell your kids, okay, I don't care if you like it or not, you need to eat what you're served. How do you handle that? You know, as a father of two kids, of a five-year-old and 18-month-old, we are always bringing our food for our kids wherever we go. Uh, I have a backpack in my car stacked with snacks just in case we run an errand. (laughs) But, um, you know, whether it's to a restaurant or to a friend's house, we always bring containers with stuff ready to go. If we know ahead of time, we always pack that. I mean, this is just a way, this is life of a parent. You know, you got to be able to provide for your kids and every kid is always different. And if you don't have kids, this may seem annoying or somewhat ridiculous, but if you've ever been to dinner or a restaurant and saw kids lose their minds or get bored at the table, (laughs) you know, I bet it's because they were hungry or unsatisfied. And if, if there's food at the place you're visiting, that's great. You know, perhaps the kids will try something new for a change. And you, I always tell my kids, and my wife and I do the same thing, we always try to introduce new foods to them. And perhaps they might like something. You never know. But this is what we're talking about, having a backup, and that is key. Now, when you have older kids, I'd say maybe, you know, 10 or 11 or so, they should be able to kind of suck it up and deal. At that point, they kind of understand the difference between being nice and kind of going along with it. My five-year-old is a very sweet girl, but she may not. But they should definitely give it a try. There comes a time when you have to show respect for your host, show respect for the meal, and kind of step out of your comfort zone. Oh, I can think of some adults that maybe could also put that (laughs) advice to work. So how do we teach children to be gracious in the event that they're served a food that they don't like in a social situation? I guess this is part of their social training. Um, How do we teach kids with food restrictions to handle themselves in those situations? You know, the best way is to really put your child in as many situations as you can to kind of let them see you in action and show them how to properly behave. I mean, it's a learning thing. You're not going to get a kid who's four or five years old that's going to be a perfect angel across the board or even a little bit older in their teens. 
you really have to introduce it to them and let them know this is how we work and this is how we operate. Even though it's hard to, uh, you know, to take kids to restaurants, I still make a practice of doing it. We have to pick different hours to go to make it a little bit more conducive for our time. But again, that's just the life of being a parent. I mean, even the most angelic toddler always will misbehave. But that does not mean you can't ever leave your house. I mean, no way. I would never just stay locked in just because I'm afraid what people might think. Kids will definitely get bored at restaurants or in the relative's house. But does that mean that you're never going to visit anywhere either? Absolutely not. You really need to expose your kids to as many real-life situations as possible so they can learn to cope and act appropriately. As well, show them and explain to them how and why you're handling a situation that way. Kids mimic you, and you'd be surprised what they pick up, good and bad. Yeah, including nutritional habits. Yes. Well, Richie, thank you so much for the good advice. Uh, And in addition to his weekly Modern Manners Guide podcast, Richard also has a new book out. It's called Reply All and Other Ways to Tank Your Career. It's full of great advice for navigating the modern workplace. It would make a great gift this year, too, if you've got somebody uh, coming up on graduation. You'll find it wherever you find books or in the QDT store at quickanddirtytips.com. You'll find a written version of our conversation today at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com and feel free to leave your comments and questions for me or Richie there or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I hope you enjoyed our special video podcast and we'll be continuing our discussion of nutrition and etiquette next week on the Modern Manners Guide podcast. I'll be back next week with more quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Until then, be sure to eat something good for me. 